Have you ever asked yourself, what exactly is my personal brand? Well, your personal brand is the way people perceive you. And it's usually based on your actions, your behavior. And there's one way you can impact your brand every single day. That way is how you speak, the words you choose. So if you drop F-bombs, you may be blowing up your personal brand. Or maybe not. Aw, oh, sh**. Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel right, does it? It doesn't feel right. Okay, I'm sorry, but this is the KL Podcast. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about whether or not it's okay to curse at work. This isn't even our job and it doesn't feel okay for me to curse at the beginning of the podcast. We're going to go ahead and warn our young listeners that we may get a little blue. We may get we may get a little R-rated <laughs> on this podcast. R-rated because today we're going to talk about whether or not it's actually okay to use foul language at work. Examples of foul language include, I don't know, Tim, why don't you start? <laughs> you, start you seem to be the master of foul language. Oh, well, work. yeah, just toss it over to me. <laughs> Can't do that shit around here. All right, guys, just relax. Okay, we're gonna get there. So, uh, man, I I really regret uh, the fact that we hadn't started recording after uh, you know we didn't start the recording till after we'd gone through and given some of our most most personal horrific foul language stories, the dumbest things we've ever said in front of people that we shouldn't have said anything in front of that involved foul language. But man, we can get back there. I don't know that we should. I feel like that those belong in a time capsule, buried and probably never discovered. Yeah. Highly yeah. embarrassing. But the truth is, uh, we're all adults. Most of this, you know, language like this, you know, foul language is not something that is, you know, unique to any one person or any one particular um, type of business. It happens everywhere. So are you, is it okay to use bad words at work? Well, I, I do not use, I, I do not curse in front of people that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my mantra. Oh, and so I, philosophically, now we can get into whether or not you really know anybody, Tim. Yeah, well, it wasn't, well, let's put it this way. I try not to curse in front of anyone who I haven't heard themselves curse. I kind of okay. let them, yeah. I kind of let open them the set the guidelines and then I play within those parameters. And I will tell you, I didn't always do that. I cursed at work. Uh, for a long time. And just in the last couple of years, I have, I guess, uh, Asian experience has taught me that you can offend a lot of people with bad language. You will never offend someone by not using bad language. Right, right. So the high road, the safe road is just don't, don't curse at work, but it's really hard to follow that sometimes. So yeah. with an audience, uh, you know, a large audience when I'm presenting, never curse. Small, intimate audience with people that I don't really know, never curse. You two clowns curse all the time. So <laughs> like a there you go. There you go. I think it's a universal rule to everything in business and you can overlay it on cursing. It's about knowing your audience. And and like Tim said, if if you've established that rapport or you've got you know, a relationship with that person or that individual and that door opens, 
I mean, it, it can build camaraderie for sure. I think if it's, if it's set in the right context in the right time in the right place, um, for sure. But again, I, I don't think it's an open door to just run your mouth off with every emotion or expletive that comes across your head, either in a place of business. I, I don't think any of the three of us are offended by cursing. I, I just, I don't think we are. Right. But have you ever been in a situation that's with somebody that you don't really know and they just drop some bombs on you? Yeah. In my head, I have been in that situation and I'm like, I don't even know you. What makes <laughs> you think it's okay to talk like that? It takes me aback and I pass a little bit of judgment on them that they, <laughs> you know, maybe they don't have really solid boundaries in place that they just think that's okay. Um, have y'all ever been there where you don't even know somebody and they just, yeah, like, not really. Not yeah, really. I've been there too. Yeah. It's, and it's funny you say that because like you said, Tim, I don't think any of the three of us are offended by, by cursing, but that happens in immediately in my mind. I'm like, how is this person still employed? <laughs> you know? And so it's, yeah. uh, and it, I, uh, it, it's, it takes you back for sure. You know what that reminds me of Josh is this doesn't have to do with cursing, but it does have to do with boundaries <laughs> is the time that guy that we didn't really know that well, he was a new hire. And we said, man, your productivity is through the roof. And he goes, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah. I mean, that is funny, but we don't know you, man. Exactly. We didn't know him well enough. Going on? Yeah. 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 Not, not to mention it's the same dude who, who uh, planted a $20 bill right in, in his pathway to walk and picked it up and said, oh, did you drop this? Whenever he was interviewing for a role that, that <laughs> I was hiring for. <laughs> Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. That's a baller move. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it, it doesn't really bother me that much whenever people I don't know curse, but you know, but would you question their boundaries, Henry? What if he cursed in an interview? First time you ever met him and he cursed in an interview, certainly in your head, you're thinking, would he curse on the phone with a customer like this? I mean, I would think that you would think you would question boundaries. If somebody you had never met, in a situation where they're trying to impress you, use bad language. I mean, come on. You know, it's funny because I, I recently uh, taken over a new team and I've been meeting a lot of new people. And uh, some of those people in our very first interaction curse. And uh, the only notable response I had to any of the people that I've met in the first interaction is the person who was late. I didn't care about the ones that cursed. Mm. I cared about the one that was late. Mostly because the one that was late told me that uh, she's sorry that she's late. She got out of bed late. And I told her we could reschedule. And she said, no, this is fine. This is when I normally start. And I realized that means she's <laughs> late every day. That to me is much more concerning than someone who may say shit on the phone with a customer. I say shit on the phone with a customer. But I don't say it in a way that makes it sound like we're hanging out you know, at a bar, you know, and, and just talking like a couple dudes. I, I talk about it. I'll, I'll say it in a way that kind of disarms the conversation in a way that, you know, helps them understand that I feel passionately about the same thing they feel passionately about. And I, I try to say it in a way that it, it builds a little bit of a connection that we're both just human people and we're both somewhat flawed. They got to go there first with me, yeah, especially thanks. a customer. And I might not even follow them, but there is no way... I would curse in front of a customer 
unless they had cursed. And I really felt like somehow there was a connection that I, I don't know. I Do they have man, to that's say a it? Slippery slope. Oh, it's a very slippery slope. I completely agree. But I, I'm interested now because do they have to actually say it in order for you to respond in kind? Or is there something else that they could do that can imply the fact that it's this is okay? I'm telling you, I've cleaned up my act in the last three to four years. I, yeah. There was something along the way where I just realized, you know what? I It's just, that's too risky. And it's not risky. I don't think I'm going to get fired for it. We all know that there's there's top tier curse words that top shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All, yeah. All curse words are not created equal. That's exactly so what's right. the problem, though. Like, I think that's what we need to get into. What's the problem with with using foul language? Well, I think the problem is because it's offensive to some people, yeah. and, you know, in a world where something offends everybody, you know, you have to be mindful of it. And right. when you're doing business, it could cost you a sale. Right. And as a salesperson, I would never take that risk. I mean, it's, it's not important enough for me to risk money to want to curse, you know, it's just That's not true. important to me. That's yeah. true. But in, in, I, I agree with that. It's, it's, it's offensive or can be offensive. Right. And, and I do think without the right relationship, there's a level of professionalism that comes into question um, and, and potentially impacting your brand. And, I mean, I think that's, I super think that's I, I, I'm with you on that, Josh, because I, I don't think, you know, like you were saying earlier, Tim, the, the three of us have a relationship that's such that, that we wouldn't be offended by that from each other. And you, I don't think either one of you guys would truly be offended, offended, offended by someone else saying it, but it does impact the way you view that person. It impacts mm -hmm. the brand. And, you know, when you're thinking about business or you're, or you're thinking about your own role in leadership or to become a leader, people around you may start to view you as, like you said, a loose cannon or being unpredictable or unstable, or it may in some way negatively impact your brand. So even though it is fairly benign, it's not technically harmful, as long as you're not using the top shelf stuff, it does, it does impact the way people view you and it could be a limiter in your career. No doubt. And it, you know, when we speak about our brand, the people that we hire are reflections of our brand. Yeah. So if, you know, once again, if I'm in an interview with someone, and in my opinion, you bring your best self to that interview and they just start dropping curse words, I question their boundaries because I don't, I don't want to hire somebody and then they get on the phone with a customer or they're representing me inside the company and, you know, they just drop an F-bomb out of nowhere. Right. And then somebody comes to me and says, Tim, this person just dropped an F-bomb in the you middle of a meeting. You hired a crazy person. You, so, you, you hired a person who curses. And in my head, I'm thinking, I probably should have seen that coming since they cursed all the way through the interview. <laughs> I mean, like, you gotta, you got to pay attention to it. You've got uh, to. Right, so right. this Fast Company article says cursing at work. Uh, it, it, it shows a level of authenticity. It, it creates trust. Is that a bunch of bull or do you guys buy into that? <laughs> I, I think everything's Sorry. situational, Henry. Everything is situational. And again, you have to know your audience and who you're speaking to. You know, I, I do think if there's a level of trust there, 
that that you can deepen the relationship with being your authentic self and expressing your authentic feelings about a certain situation. Absolutely. But again, I, I tread lightly when it comes to that and with a ton of caution. And, and the bigger part is, I've said this in previous conversations that, you know, Tim touched on an interview room, but I've said in the past too, that every day is an interview, right? And every interaction yep. is an interview yep. in that relationship. So, uh, you know, and I'd be lying too, if I didn't say just in the environment that we're in, and you touched on it, Tim, where every, not everything, but lots of things are offensive now. And, and I think that consequences are a lot more quick and brisk now, and it's not worth risking. It's not worth risking that type of implication for something that could potentially offend someone. Yeah. What I, if, what if it I, just happens though? What if you, you're not, I mean, you're talking about being consciously aware of filtering and limiting. What if you just kind of have a response Yeah. and you don't intend for it to happen? Well, I mean, at that point, I've got to, I've got to take an audit of the room, whether it's virtual <laughs> or in person. And I've got to cover, I don't want to say cover my tracks, but if an apology is necessary, then apologize or say, that's right. Sorry. On the spot. Yeah. Right. I mean, immediately. And just say, I let that slip guys. I'm, I'm, I'm emotional about this topic. I shouldn't have said that, but uh, you know, I apologize. I think there's probably two different conversations here. You know, one has to do with your coworkers and one has to do with customers. And I feel very differently about the two of those. I will tell you, if my mom went somewhere to buy something and the salesperson cursed, they would not get a sale out of her. She would not like that. She would feel like that was disrespectful and inappropriate. And I would probably agree with her, but knowing all I need to know is a couple of consumers, a couple of customers that feel that way. And I'm not taking any chances. Yeah, so, that's enough to say no. That's yeah. enough for me to say I would never do it in front of a customer ever, ever, ever. You know, yeah, there's, unless, there's, it, unless it was a customer that was almost like a partner to me and I knew him over years and, you know, we just had a really good or, relationship. Yeah. But, you know, so I don't think it's ever worth, there's nothing that you can gain cursing with a customer. I mean, that's just, that's risk and reward and you got to be smart. Coworkers. I think it comes down to the relationship, honestly. Yeah, there's there's also something maybe to the industry. Uh, if you're working in um, a blue-collar industry, that may be a different type of environment. I'll tell maybe. you this, though. I'll tell you this. Because uh, I worked in uh, I worked in the music industry and then uh, spirits industry. And, uh, you know, it can be very rough around the edges. There's a lot worse stuff going on than people using bad words, you know, you know right. backstage. But... Um, there was also something that could be incredibly empowering about being the person who didn't speak that way, about being the person right. who didn't dress that way or act that way. All of a sudden, you would gain a certain level of authority. And even if there was pushback that came along with it, because let me tell you guys, when you wear a suit backstage and everyone else is wearing ripped up jeans and skinny t-shirts, they look at you differently, but they also change the way they act around you. Right. And so you're in a way controlling the environment. And you simply do that by the way you behave. Part of that is the way you speak. And that can absolutely change that dynamic. So, you know, I, while I understand that some people do business differently, depending on the kind of business they're in, that higher standard, ultimately, I think it's, it, it's probably the better path to choose every single time. 
Not yeah. that it's necessarily the one I choose. I'm just saying it's probably the better <laughs> path to choose. What's the least risky? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, if you're in total control of the situation and, you know, you might curse to get a group's attention. Yeah. I mean, there, there, you can use, use it as a tool. I remember the first time, I remember when I went to college and the first time I heard a professor curse in the classroom, you know, never hear that in high school. I got on the edge of my seat. I mean, I paid attention to that lecture. He, that was an intention getter for sure. Um, What was the context of it, Tim? Was he pissed off or people not listening or was it just to grab attention? No, I I can tell you exactly what he said. We were talking about civil war because it was in history. And he said, everybody in the South wants to act like, this was some kind of hard fought war that barely went the way of the North. The North kicked the ever living dog shit out of the South. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. That's what he said. And when he said that, I was like, my level of interest in this conversation just raised. Intensified. I mean, you're speaking my language now. Why did your, why did your level of interest raise? I don't know. It's, it felt like it, it was because it felt a little risky and I was really interested in what he was going to say next because yeah. I wanted to see what was going to happen. Yeah. Would For your me, mom have gotten up and walked out of the class? No. Yeah. But, but he, that's what I'm saying. He owned that situation. That was his classroom. Right. He was in complete control. And that's the situation where it's a little more safe. Right. But if you are at the mercy of a customer, you're trying to make your best impression. It's different. Yeah. That, that's a good point you make there, Tim, because for me in that classroom, I would have felt like a level of truth got peeled back on that, on that situation or that scenario. Yeah. And that grabs my attention. And you so, used it to make a point. Yeah. 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 And that's a good example of where I don't want to say it's appropriate because could it have offended possibly, but it's a great way to grab attention. And for me, to expose some light on a misconception, which grabs my grabs my attention a hundred times out of a hundred. And I'm yeah. telling you guys that when I'm in a customer interaction, and especially whenever it's a tense interaction, and let's say for example the customer is upset with something that's not happening on my end, and I do something like that, like your professor did, it actually disarms the customer and it helps them understand that I'm human. I'm actually out there trying to work with them, and. I don't know about having control or owning the room or like being the person in charge, but it's a way of saying, um, you know, we're on the same level. We're both equally frustrated and I'm trying my damnedest, trying like hell to get this thing fixed for you. You know, I'm not, again, not going with something crazy, but something like that can be in a way disarming. Uh, obviously, no, I wouldn't want can... to do that to try to close a deal. That That's probably yeah. not the right time to do it. I, I think you, I think, it can probably provide some humanity to the situation. You're kind of talking about an escalation where they're already a customer and you're trying to resolve something for them rather than close a deal. I just think it's risky. I, I think it's risky. And I think that a lot of people do not have good judgment. And I don't think that they can tell when it's okay and when it's not. So the safe rule is don't do it. Yeah. That that's is what the, I, that's, that's what I, if I had a sales team, you know, and I don't have sellers working directly for me right now. I have sales leaders working for me. But if this conversation came up with my sales leaders, I would say, 
No, don't leave it to the discretion of the salespeople because I don't think many of them understand when it would be okay and when it's not. So we have a hard rule. You do not curse with customers. That's yeah. out of bounds. And then we never have to worry about it. And you, you know, know there's never, there's never, I've never received an escalation from a customer in 25 years of my career. I've never had a customer call me and say, I was a little upset that your salesperson didn't curse. <laughs> I mean, that's just not going to happen, man. But I have had escalations where a customer called me and said, that guy needs to get his mouth in check. So we're talking a lot about what it, you know, the response to or the advice on uh, using foul language when you're speaking to somebody. But there is one other thing we should probably mention with this as well. And uh, that's the, the emails that live on mm. in infamy. Yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you ever... Have you ever written something to in an email or received something in an email that, that was offensive? It's, there's a difference between, you know, an email that says, hell yeah, versus one that is truly, truly offensive. Have you ever received one like that? I don't think you either one of you guys are the kind of folks who ever have written one, right? I'm looking for some acknowledgement. <laughs> no, I've never <laughs> written one. I've... <laughs> Like, I, I think you know how I live, Henry. There's no documentation trail. Oh, I mean, my God. This, uh, this will be Tim said instead of look what Tim said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I've never, I've never written Have you ever received it. one from somebody and you were like, I can't believe this person would have sent this? Uh, unfortunately, I've received it from people who have received it. Yeah. And they've said, look what one of your people did. Yeah. And then I have to circle back and say, what the f- were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there yeah, is, I've, there's just no situation I can think of where it would ever be logical or make any kind of common sense to write this no. down and send it to somebody, anybody, no. anybody. And if any person out there thinks that they're that the company they work for doesn't have some sort of program to go and review every single note you've ever <laughs> sent, you are yeah. so wrong. Yeah. I mean, I just know they do. And so, I mean, come on, don't, why put yourself in that position? You yeah. know, because no, the con- just- I mean, think about how often a text or an email gets taken out of context anyway. Then you go sure. and try to start to shape it by dropping a bunch of. <laughs> do not ever do that. Ooh. So let's go back to you for a second, Henry, because I find this interesting because you clearly are pretty comfortable with it, man. Yeah, pretty comfortable. And I feel like you haven't had any events that have scarred you. So let's clarify that. And then maybe I'll understand how easy you are with this thing. Have you ever had a moment at work? Because I have for sure. Have you ever had a moment at work where you cursed and you could see that you had made a mistake. And I'm not talking about an accident. I'm talking about like, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, you stubbed your toe. I'm, and it was just emotional outburst. I'm saying, you know, in the flow of conversation, you cursed and you looked in the eyes of the person you were speaking with and (laughs) thought to yourself, stared into the abyss. That just struck them very bad in a bad way. And I shouldn't have said that. Uh, no, but there are two parts to this question. Uh, one is, have I ever cursed at work? Uh, and then the, the the deeper meaning is, have I ever cursed at work? 
and looked in to see whether or not it impacted somebody in a negative way. So, well, I know yes. you've cursed at work. Yeah. So that wasn't I've, a question at all. I've cursed I have at one work. One question, not two. I want to. I want to clarify though that I have cursed at work, but I haven't. I mean, I haven't either noticed or actually received a response from anybody that said that was offensive and you shouldn't have said that, or I haven't yeah. felt so bad. So I will. It. I will tell you. You either have just next level intuition about when it's okay, or you're really lucky. And I'm really I lucky. Think you're, and I also I think you're probably really much. lucky. Yeah. I, I also, I also know, like, generally speaking, when, you know, it would be allowable. Yeah. Uh, I think the worst mistakes I've ever made are probably you guys. I know, I know Josh has been here, but uh, replying to the wrong text, you know, something like that, but it's never been in a professional situation. For me, like when when I'm talking to people and they curse, it doesn't really bother me as long as the intent is just to be colorful and dramatic. When the intent is to be mean or aggressive yeah. or to try to try to create fear or intimidation, I shut that down. Yeah, you know, I, I, I I I really that really gets under my skin. So yeah. you know, and it probably shouldn't. I should probably you know approach it differently. But I have a strong reaction to people who want to get loud and curse to try to scare you or intimidate you yeah yeah it can be used as a it can be weaponized no doubt about that josh have you ever had that moment where you cursed at work and you just realized it was bad 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 I, you know i can't say that i that i have i mean i'm i'm usually oh, pretty <laughs> I'm, I'm in the minority here. i'm usually pretty cautious man and i'm i'm like to think i'm the king of cya and uh and so i, I if I have, when I have cursed at work, it's been a very tight knit group. And again, like you mentioned, Henry, it's been to add color to something. And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm super, super cautious about that. Gosh, Tim. I, I say, I say about that. It's not cursing specifically. I'm just super cautious about impact to my brand, I guess. Yeah. So I, clearly um, I'm the person who's been burned by this, which probably <laughs> is exactly why I'm the person that's like, don't do it <laughs> because I've, I can think of two specific examples where I misjudged my level of comfort and, and cursed. And as soon as I did it, I looked at the person's face hmm. and in my head, I was thinking you just crossed the line, Tim. You should not have said that, please. I mean, just you're just begging for mercy from the person because you can see in their eyes that that was not a good thing. Yeah. And so I guess I've been there and you two haven't. Josh, because he's very, very cautious. And Henry, because he's lucky. <laughs> Trust me, there's no worse situation. I mean, yeah. like it's about as bad as it gets when you're just one on one conversation in a room, conversing back and forth, back and forth, exchange, exchange, exchange. And then you say something and the conversation comes to a halt yeah. and there's awkward silence. And you know, it is because the person across from you is processing the language that you just used. Like that yeah. is bad. Real I mean, bad. we've all been embarrassed before in some way, yeah. shape or form. We've all been embarrassed and it's, it's, you know, that sucks, but embarrassed because you said something and you had a million other options in the way you could have said that thing. Right. And, yeah. and you would have never said this had you not either been in the flow or felt super comfortable, let your guard down, just, 
yeah, it is human, but that's a little too human. Sometimes it's a little too human for these situations. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, cursing in front of people is like the same list of people that I would curse in front of is probably the same list of people that I would have more than two drinks with. Which coincidentally, those two things sometimes go yeah. together. Two drinks followed by a lot of curse words. That's right. The third drink, yeah. the filter comes off the language sometimes. But I think it's the same thing. I mean, you just don't. You you've got to be cautious. Right. You have to be. Yeah. So I mean, the I, takeaway here then is just don't just don't do it. Like like Tim yeah. says, like Tim and Nancy Reagan, just say no. That's it. Yeah. Nancy and I. <laughs> do do we think in an organization that that culture of maybe cursing is okay is dictated by the leader or is it dictated by the customers? And what I'm thinking about is I've worked in organizations that dealt specifically with the military. And I can tell you, you know, you kind of, as salespeople, you mirror your customers a little bit and I'm stereotyping here, but I'm not sure if I know any military person or ex-military person that would argue with me. I'm there is, bad language that's universally accepted in in the military now once again i think this also relates to rank i mean i don't think you can just curse up the rank you have to show respect so it's slippery there as well but do we think that it's dictated by the leader from a cultural standpoint well it's i i've thought about this too i i thought about it in terms of um i was reading the the times recently and they were talking about um they're talking about the president and the, the language that he uses uh, and, and how uh, how foul mouthed he can be, and I thought, does that mean that like his Secretary of State responds in kind? You know, does it work up or does it only go down? You know, does does your boss is your boss the only one that can liberally say things like that? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. this, it also kind of goes back to the point I was making earlier about there are some industries, you know, agriculture or you know, music industry, the liquor industry, where just like the military, that's kind of more common. Does that mean it's okay? Or does that just mean it's more common? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I me, I've got a pretty hard opinion on it. I think it makes it more common, right? I think the, I think the people around you or who are in the room is what makes it okay or not okay to do. And it goes back to our original opinion of it's just probably best to overlook it completely. But to answer your question, Tim, I think absolutely. The leader sets the tone, sets the yeah. culture of what's okay and not okay, w- without question, 100%, from my perspective anyway. Um, and and I'm sure we've all, the three of us have seen it over and over. If there's a leader that's, you know, pretty, pretty bullish or, you know, p- you know, makes that type of whatever the behavior is, and we're talking about cursing here, I, I haven't seen a case where the team doesn't follow that, that same behavior. So I think that may be the key takeaway here is this is a leadership podcast. As leaders, we need to understand that we do influence the culture of our organization. And so before you put that behavior or that language on full display for your organization, you need to think to yourself, am I giving them a license to speak like this? I don't want to do that. You know, if I, I do not, I do not feel comfortable giving that license. And I think my behavior and my language dictates what they think is okay. 
and, you know, the code that they kind of operate by. So, and, you know, and then I'm able to aggressively, you know, manage outliers, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, I want to practice what I preach. I certainly don't want to talk to somebody about cursing and say, well, it's okay for me to curse, but you crossed the line when you did. I just feel like this is a whole, it's almost cliche, but it's a lead by example situation. And you want to be able to rein it in as a leader. And you can't really do it if your own behavior isn't exemplary. Good luck out there. Words matter. Words impact the people around you, but they also paint a picture of your own values. As a leader, the words you choose will set the bar for the way others will perceive you, the way they will engage you. Words matter. For more KL podcasts, visit kindleadershipproject.com. Follow us on LinkedIn or find us on your favorite streaming service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.